we're here to have a chat about your wonderful book. I have to say, I can't put this down. I keep rereading chapters because the key elements in this from young children and the impact of good attachment, the impact of good relationships and the elements of love throughout all of this book just makes me realise so much why what we do in our careers when we're working with young people, why it's so important to really focus on this and you bring it out so well. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you so much for bringing this and thank you for inviting us to be a, a part of it. We've absolutely loved it. Um, I suppose, you know, one of the things that we, Alice and I keep asking ourselves is, you know, what made you think we could add any value to this um, this book? And, you know, seeing, seeing the prolific um, authors and speakers that have contributed to this, you know, we feel in a very special place being included. Well, you are special, which is why you're included. And it's so lovely to talk to you about it. And I felt quite emotional then when you were describing what it feels like to read something that just has this thread all the way through it. And actually, maybe even more like it's rope, you know, like thread is so tenuous. And actually, it's a real solid part of how we pull together and think about relationships at the core of everything and you know it's really easy to say oh we work with relationships oh yes relationships are at the heart of everything that we do but actually I wanted to pull together a book that made explicit what that looks like in practice how do we take some of the knowledge and wisdom that we have about attachment adversity and trauma and bring that to life in our practice so that children and young people really feel the benefit so deliberately the book is with uh, professionals in practice really thinking about how do we utilize this knowledge and this wisdom Mm. and um, how do we do that across across with a view of thinking across the life course yeah So we're always holding in mind the child, but also the adult that the child can become. Yeah. And I guess also how we as adults, how where we've come from too, and how that impacts on our relationships because of what we've experienced. Um, I guess, you know, what's what's really important for us with foster carers and why the trauma-informed approach means um, so much to us is that you have to be kind all the time because we've all experienced trauma or unpleasant things happening to us in life, regardless of who we are. There's very few of us have been um, not touched by sadness or unhappiness or challenge. And um, I think what what we try and do with our trauma-informed approach is we work with foster carers in the same in a similar way not the same way but in a similar way to how we expect them to work with the children so we create secure bases um we enable foster carers to you know they can have they can have off days um because we do have off days that's human and we're not going to judge them about that we're going to listen and be empathic and support them to find their path which is what we do with young people as well but we have to we have to start it with our staff, with our foster carers, with people who work with us as the bigger team around the children as well. Um, and it starts with ourselves, as, do you think? 
Well, that's why I chose you, you see, because <laughs> this is what gets mixed up. This is what gets lost in this conversation is it's all well and good saying that that's how we're going to work in practice. But if that's not what it looks like in your team meetings, if that's not what it looks like in your staff room, if that's not what it looks like in your supervision or in your interactions with your management if it doesn't look like that in all of those places then we start then from a place of making assumptions we're making assumptions about what people know where people what people have been through what modeling they've had and actually that is going to make for a very confusing message and creates quite toxic environments so i chose you to be part of this book because there's that understanding that this is how we show and demonstrate love at the core of our work. Mm. And in a culture where children's services have been increasingly commodified and increasingly focused on profit, Having an organization who talks about love at the heart of its practice shouldn't be, but is a breath of fresh air. Well, thank you for that. That's brilliant. And it it is something that we deliberately set out to do. You know, we could have done things very differently and, and and it actually attracts a certain tribe of people, um, because you have to really feel that you want to be in a relationship I think, because, you know, some foster carers um, who we meet, you know, they're, they're wonderful. They do a fantastic job. They don't necessarily want to be in a relationship um, with us. They want to do a great job and they don't need you to get involved. But I don't think that's trauma informed support. That's not a relational support because you, you don't you don't know how you're going to feel. And if you don't let people in, then people can't help you to be even better at what you're what you're doing. So it's um, and I think it comes out of fear. I think there's a lot of, you know, for example, people who want to transfer to us, um, they've been used to a certain way of working. And it's quite hard to understand perhaps how we're aiming to work. And when we talk about relational um, kind of support, some people just don't get it. And it's trying to actually unpick that to help them see the benefits of, you know, don't don't stay with an agency perhaps where you don't feel valued or supported or cared for. Come and dance with us in the sunshine because then you'll see the difference. You'll feel the difference. But it's, it's a big decision to make. And I think because there's quite a lot of cynics still within, particularly within our sector, that when we say about doing it in a certain way um they go yeah well we've heard that before because people like you said people will market that but don't actually do it and it's hard to test it until you're actually in it isn't it I guess um and what you're talking about really is trust you know how do you take people on that journey that means that you are trustworthy and that's part of the work of relationships isn't it you know we don't wander into anything until we're you know we've been through some sort of process of observing watching feeling experiencing you know which I wonder if there's any kind of way that you know we can create spaces where people can test something and see what that feels like what does a relational approach mean Mm. because the other thing is is it's 
it can be quite confronting, can't it? This idea of being in in relationship, mm. but actually, if you're going to work the way you want to work, it's so important and vital because if you can't cultivate that relationship with you, mm. then it's going to be harder to cultivate the relationship with the child or young person, potentially, potentially, not necessarily, I don't think, but potentially, because you want people to be able to have the kind of relationship that you can also see what's your relationship like? What happens when you have to have difficult conversations? How are they received? How are they conducted? How, what language is used? Yeah. So you need that relational stuff to show you where a person is coming from because then that gives you comfort and trust in how they'll be with actually what is the most important person in all of this is the child absolutely and that comes I guess with the secure base around the people who are providing the loving care and support in hopefully unconditionally where they can have that totally dedicated relationship where they will truly advocate for that young person whatever that takes they have to feel secure and safe too and and the trust is great because you, you only know if you trust someone if you actually trust them you've got yeah. to try haven't you and and I think there's probably a lot of people who have not felt that they were in a trusting relationship so they know potentially what bad feels like and they've not yet found what good feels like so yeah, it's a great debate. That maybe is your next book. We'll do more about that. I've already got a few ideas. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Now, you've got an event coming up, haven't you, on uh, by Eventbrite, looking at your um, book group. So we've um, we've been promoting that. Um, we'll put a little link on that as well, because I know that you know, it'd be great to get a lot of people who are closely working with young people and children to to join in and listen to what so many of the contributors to your book have got to say. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be just fantastic for people to come. And I've I've kind of called it a book group rather than a book launch because I want wanted the opportunity for us to ask questions and to have these type of discussions and um and I think I will have a set of questions pulled together um (laughs) that that will help focus people and think about what actually is the purpose of pulling everything together in this way um it's been really an incredible year for um thinking about relationships because of the pandemic Mm. and because of what that has done to us as a country in very different ways but it's been a collective experience experienced in quite unique ways Mm. and so this year there's just been a real strengthening and deepening I think of really focusing on relationships and what that means and I think the question for me is what are we going to hold on to what are we going to keep from that experience and refuse to let go of because we were not in a fabulously wonderful place before the pandemic that so much has come up and come to the fore that we can think about okay what is it that we really want to take forward and I hope that having uh, more meaningful relationships more understanding of the legacy of trauma um, and more understanding of the impact of adversity I think would just be um my lifetime's work 
if that was what people chose to hang on to. And that's why we like working with you so much. I think you've said it all. Thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. And yeah, if you haven't read this book yet, get a copy because it's truly amazing. And um, take a good look at chapter four because that's where you'll find us as well. So thank you very much. But good luck with, good luck with everything. You're an absolute dream. Thank you so much.